Real stories, reliable information, the latest technology and news. Welcome to the Plastic Surgery Hub podcast, connecting people with practitioners. Great. Well, I'm here today with um, Caroline. Caroline has been a registered nurse for over 30 years and then she decided that she'd like to get into um, the cosmetic side, um, aesthetic side, um, injectables and and that sort of thing. And um, I spoke with Caroline just when she was starting out in this journey, so I thought it'd be great to actually share Caroline's story of how she got to where she is today because she, she's only not even a year out. Is that right, Caroline? A year out of doing... That's your... right. Yep. Great. February this year I did my training. Great. So, um, yeah, I thought there's probably a few of you out there who number one want to know how to do it yourself and number two be really interested in Caroline's story so so Caroline so you've been a nurse for 30 odd years so what 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 made you decide to get into cosmetics and what was the catalyst and and tell us your story how did you start okay so I as you say 30 years is a long time and I had worked in all sorts of different positions in nursing but I had in the back of my mind always that my dad had said to me, when you get to the point where you feel that your empathy isn't as strong as it used to be, it's probably time to think about getting out. And I just think that, like with everything in life, you need change. And I think I just got to that point where I went, you know what, I need to change. And it was really discussions with my elder daughter and she kept on saying, you know, Mum, this is something that would be really good for you to do. And I had been seeing someone for um, injectables in my lips and also Botox, and I thought, well, you know, I could do that. And I think that I'd really like going somewhere every day where someone would come in and say, now, I'm thinking about this or I'm thinking about that, what do you think? Or I could give some suggestion. And I realised that I had quite an aesthetic eye. And so... I think that's when I started searching, going, this is, I've, I've got to look for something new, but at the same time, I have all these skills. So I, I don't necessarily want to go and start something new at 52 years of age that doesn't use all those skills. And becoming an aesthetic nurse used those and allowed me to learn new skills. So it was something that was going to be exciting at the same time. I think at that stage, I, as I'm a big believer in the universe and as things happen, um, Plastic Surgery Hub popped up and I started reading your blogs and listening to your podcasts, had a look through your webpage and I thought, well, maybe this is someone I could get in contact with because searching the net really didn't give me any idea about how to go about this process of getting the skills that I needed in order to move forward. That's so that, that's I spent... So yeah. Sorry, so I sent that email to you. Yeah, That's excellent. okay. Excellent. Um, I sent an email to you at that time and um, you got back to me with a couple of different options, one of which was um, Dr Scamp at the um, Esteem Institute on the Gold Coast. And although I lived on the Sunshine Coast, I also realised very early on that I was probably going to have to go somewhere else in order to do my training. Um, so I got in contact with Raylene at um, Esteem and that's where that part of that ball started rolling. That's great. And and so when, because I know there's actually so many 
nurses out there who, who are looking at getting into um, cosmetics, but I think there's a false belief that you have to either be working with someone or, or um, you know, working with someone or already kind of have your foot in the door and you didn't have, and I know that there was a bit of a screening process for you, well, like, like it's not just anyone that can do the courses, is that right? That's right. You have to be a registered nurse. That's number one. Um, really, besides that, it's, a, it's just a willingness to learn. And I do believe you'd, you know, I think that any registered nurse could go into the process of becoming an aesthetic nurse. However, you do have to have an aesthetic eye. When you're looking at the features on somebody's face, I think I already thought in thirds and two-thirds and pie mm-hmm. because it was natural for me when when I started that process. And the process with esteem uh, was day one was theory. From there on in, it was practical. So I would drive down from the Sunshine Coast three days a week and I would stay for those three days. I would do my all day from 9 in the morning until 5.30 in the afternoon, sometimes later, and I did that for five weeks, uh, but it was practical, it was hands-on, and and I, I think any nurse, in order to be a nurse, you have to be a kinesthetic or a hands-on learner, um, and, and that's how we learn, that's what nurses are good at. So that was perfect for me to actually get my hands on those those syringes and and have models that I could then be injecting um, and and learning my new skills. Mm-hmm. Um, so nurses can do it. You yeah. know, some are going to be better than others, and I think that's the same with anything, any area you go into. Yeah, and I think it, it, like what's coming this for me is like if you want something enough, you're going to do it because like you drove down from the Sunshine Coast to the Gold Coast every day, and what's that? How many hours is that? 200 kilometres, that is. Okay, okay. So two to three hours depending on traffic, sometimes yep. um, even more. So you've got to be prepared to do, you know, to do the, the prep work, I guess, to get to where you want to go. Oh, you do. And I know, by that stage I had a driving ambition for that. I, I became very focused and you're right, without – I think there's a saying and I think it comes from um, Derek Sievers. It says, hell yeah or no. And, and this was a hell yeah for me. Mm-hmm. I, I, it was definitely not a no and it's something I wanted to do. So when I had actually finished the course, um, Esteem offered me a position in Brisbane um, just uh, a couple of days a week. Uh, that didn't end up panning out for all sorts of different reasons. But at the same time, I kept on going, what am I going to do? I became more and more unsettled with what I was doing mm-hmm. and and trying to find an in to um, to getting a position and starting to build on my skills. So I was very lucky then to, without mentioning names, to get a mentor. So I then started searching for someone on the Sunshine Coast. I sent out my CV. I went knocking on doors. I went to every laser clinic that uh, offered aesthetics. I I sent my CV to and I designed my CV for the purposes of an aesthetic position, throwing in things like wound care and things that were going to to complement that mm-hmm. and make me look more attractive. Um, so out of the plastic surgeons and the dermatologists on the Sunshine Coast, mm-hmm. I didn't get anything. But there was one particular 
person that I got in contact with because when I read the bio online, I went, you know what, this is someone who could probably help me. And, in fact, that particular person was behind where I am now as far as the job that I have because he from he agreed, um, he was prompt, he responded to my emails whenever I sent them, my questions. He said, how about we meet? We met. He said, you could come and just be with me when I do some work. Um, he, he then, I said, look, nothing's happening here because often when nurses get into aesthetic positions and I can't blame them, they're, they stay there. They don't. They don't leave them. Yeah. If they're happy there. They they hold on to them. And so I realised again that uh, I was probably going to have to leave the Sunshine Coast if I wanted to get experience. Mm-hmm. And so I said to him, "Look, I'm happy to go elsewhere in order to do this." And in fact, he said, "Really?" And I said, "Yeah, I'll go. I'll go to other places in Australia if that means that I can get." the experience I want so I can move forward. Um, I got a job. He got The next day I had a phone call from um, a group in Sydney who offered me a job and to fly me down there so I could see if I liked it. Mm-hmm. I actually said to my mentor, because that's what I consider him to be mm-hmm. now, um, I said to him, you know what, out of all the places that – I could have been offered, and I don't. And I said, I said this to the fellow who offered me the job as well. I don't want to sound ungrateful, but I, I really didn't want to live in Sydney. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's, it's too expensive. Um, it would be my last choice. And graciously, the the fellow in Sydney said, "Look, I completely understand, but there's a job here for you if you want it." Yeah. In the future, which I thought was fabulous, and I, I just thought that in that case, honesty was the best policy. Yeah. And I'd actually said, you know, I'd really, if if I were to tell you truthfully, I to my mentor, I'd really like to live in Tasmania. That's where somewhere I want to go and have a go at living. And oh, behind all of this, I do have to say, I had a part. I have a partner who went, hell yeah, let's do it, whatever. This is about you. This is about you getting to do something that you want. I can see you really crave some new experience here in your work. So he has been beside, you know, and behind me the whole way down to selling our house and everything. (laughs) Um, And um, when I said, okay, I'd really like to go to Tasmania, again, within two days I had a phone call from a group who were starting up in Tasmania, mm-hmm. and there you go. It rolled on from there. There you go, because I, well, I know for a fact, just being in the industry, good injectors are really highly regarded, and they're really well sought out as well. So it's actually a really good career um, as yep. well for someone who you know is good at it and passionate about it, and um, yeah, it's a it's a great career path. It is, and it, it's. I think as I. I have quite a few, um, I've been a nurse educator before and I have a, a, quite a few nurses who I have mentored over time and I keep in contact with them and I say to them, you know, I may be older here but that doesn't ever mean in nursing there can be the perception that it's quite a narrow career. You do your nursing, you go into working in acute, you go into working community, you go into working in aged care and it seems... I don't think that in the initial education process 
for nurses, there's necessarily um, information given to them that says, hey, this is a career that encompasses so many different areas and some, and let's have a talk about that mm-hmm. where, you you know, these areas that in the long run you might be really interested in doing something like that. Yep, yep. Oh, no, that sounds great. So uh, I suppose the takeaway for people listening is the fact that, um, you know, it, it's not a matter of just like, oh, I want to do this and you just, you know, you think, oh, yeah, well, I want to do this and you kind of just wait for it to happen. You've got to go out there and really make it happen for yourself, don't you? Oh, you do. You do. And I think you were bang on the money a moment ago saying that um, aesthetic nurses, cosmetic nurses are really highly regarded um, when they're good at it and they're passionate about it. I think what my mentor could see and then subsequently the organisation that has employed me could see is that I had a drive and a passion. I wouldn't be uprooting myself and my family um, to move from Queen's Sunshine Coast, which people think I'm mad for doing to come to Tassie, (laughs) from the Sunshine Coast. Everybody here goes on holidays up there. They don't they don't yeah. consider this somewhere that you would move to yeah. by choice in many respects, even though it's a wow every time you turn a corner mm-hmm. here. Um, I think um, I think they recognised that enthusiasm and you do, you, like, again, like anything in life, you're going to do well if you're enthusiastic and, and you're committed to doing it, but it's all well and good. Things do fall into your lap, but only when you push from behind Mm -hmm. for them to fall there. You have to put the things in place to make that happen. And and so I would say it's about once you know that this is that's that it's something that you want to do, then start just keep researching, keep researching because something will pop up that then goes, oh, there's a thread. Okay, I'm going to follow that thread now. And and generally, you know what? It'll lead you somewhere that you that you needed to go in order, in order to move on. That's great. No, that, that's, um, that's so true. That's the way it goes. If you want to, you know, if you want something to happen, you've got to make it happen. <laughs> it's not just going to happen. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's yep. great, Caroline. Yep. Um, that's, that's great. I think that'd be really helpful to, um, other people that are looking at the same thing and even to people that are employing people, you know, make sure you get someone who's really passionate about it, who really does want to do it, not just because it's, you know, the latest and greatest thing but because it's actually something that they're mm. interested in yeah i um it's an expensive process for an organization to uh employ a registered nurse and even though the organization that has employed me knew uh, that i had had training prior to coming to them i then get put through training again because obviously people want to ensure that you have the skills that you say that you have, even though I was quite open to uh, anybody contacting esteem and I had the certificates to show for that. But fortunate for me, you know, I got through, I've been put through training again, which was good because it was a good reminder for me, but it really cost the organisation to do that. And they, um, and rightly so, I think, um, then required me to then make a commitment to them for a period of time in order to ensure that they get back from me what they've put into 
teaching me and the opportunities they're giving me yeah, in return. And yeah. I, don't, I don't have a problem with that. Yeah, no, that's fantastic, and that's um, it is an, invest, an investment, and then they invest in you, and you invest in them well as well. Do you know what I mean? Like you, you know, it's mm. kind of it's just it's just tip for tat, I guess. Mm. You know. Thanks, Caroline. Thank I really appreciate you taking the time to talk thank to me today. Thank you so much, Trish. And for anyone out there who's oh, listening, and thank you so much. Oh no, it's my pleasure. No, I've been really enjoying watching and sharing your journey because you've actually been back in contact with me to tell me how you've been going. So it's actually been really lovely just hearing all that as well. So it's been fantastic on my part. Yeah. Oh, I've just been so appreciative. You know, you were my really that first point of call and it's it's gone on from there. So I, I just felt, you know, I, I know that I would go, I wonder how she went. Yeah. I wonder yeah, if anything ever exactly. happened there. So I've just been appreciative for that. So thank yeah. you. That's awesome. Well, thank you, Caroline. And for anyone out there who's listening, um, if you want to get in touch with um, Esteem, you can uh, contact them direct on the Gold Coast or if you want to have a little chat um, to me about it and I can give you a bit of insight as well, you can just drop me an email to info at plasticsurgeryhub.com.au. Um, and, yeah, thanks so much, Caroline. Have a great week. The Plastic Surgery Hub podcast, connecting people with practitioners. For more information, visit plasticsurgeryhub.com.au or email info at plasticsurgeryhub.com.au. The material provided in this podcast is general information and does not constitute medical advice, nor is it a substitute for consultation and advice from your own practitioner. It should not be used to diagnose or treat any medical illness. Any medical or surgical decision should be made in consultation with your own doctor or practitioner and not based on the materials provided in this podcast.